Um, I just wanted to ask you, we saw a little bit of a reaction to the Green Book win. Can you give us your thoughts on that Best Picture win? Let me take another sip. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> We're going to come down oh, here. Oh, wait then. a minute. What reaction did you see? What, you, what did I do? No, I thought it was courtside at the garden. The ref made a bad call. <laughs> courtside. 95. The world's most famous arena, Mass Square Garden. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. I'm really unprepared as hell. I don't really have much to say because, to tell you the truth, um, this is the uh, last uh, sour hour I'll be doing at, for at least at the moment. This is the last uh, sour hour I'll be doing because um, this, is, this is actually something I've been um, thinking about doing now for the past uh, several weeks. Um, uh, as you've probably uh, assessed, if you have been listening, uh, just I'm not really in the right headspace. To do a weekly public radio show podcast thing, wherever this is, uh, considering everything that I have to deal with personally, uh, and to do this, which is, which which uh, continually uh, seems to be a very uh, difficult thing for me to uh, pull off every week, which is. Uh, uh, caring about stuff in the news, trying to have, trying to find things to talk about in the news, and also finding guests. Which I don't. Ever since I started doing this show uh, a year ago, one of the biggest uh, problems that I've had is trying to get guests in the Houston area. Uh, it it it's, it's be, it was very it's been very easy getting guests outside of Houston. Which is which has been amazing. Just I managed to get a lot of very special people to uh, uh, talk with me for for a bit. But as for people actually inside the greater Houston area, it's been very impossible. Uh, I I I actually tried to get my mechanic on the show because uh, actually I met up with him uh, in the last last Saturday, and uh, he reminded me that. Uh, that I invited him to be on the show because I thought he was very entertaining. He told a lot of stories, and he said, "Hey, man, we're gonna let me on the show, and just like in, I can, I can have a bunch of my mechanic friends. We can go and do do like a mechanic uh, show, a mechanic roundtable and stuff." We, and, and that actually sounded like a good idea. So I said, "Okay, uh, come by the show this Wednesday." And I, and I started texting him, and uh, I said, "Have you rounded up any of your friends?" And then he said that he couldn't he couldn't get any of his other mechanic friends because he said, and I quote, uh, they didn't want to come on the show because it was too much publicity for them. And I have no idea what the hell that means. And then I then he said he was available, so I said, Okay, man, all right, come down to the show. 
And uh, then he then he texted me and said, "What we what we'll be talking about on the show?" And uh, I was driving at the time, so I didn't have t- time to uh, to text him. But before I could do that, he texted me and said that he uh, would have to back out. And when I texted him back, like, "Why are you backing out?" I've yet to hear from him. So it's just this be. I don't know what it is. Just come co- coming into contact with people who for some reason really don't want to be on the radio like this is this has been one of many occasions where i just say hey you want to be on the show and just uh, and they t- just say no i want to be on the show but but you you're like a musician and a painter and everything you don't want to talk about all of that and i don't i'm not really one to publicize my stuff and just but i'm talking to you right now as you're selling your your music and your your artwork, but you know, I don't know if it's just me personally or just the fact that they really don't want to be on the radio talking about themselves. Um, I, I, and in a way I can, uh, I can, I can sympathize cause I don't really want to be on the radio talking about, about myself. I'm not as strange as it sounds. I'm not big on, uh, being, uh, trying to express myself a lot on the radio because this is this is very time consuming. I've never I've never been one. If there's anything I've learned uh, living here in Houston, is that people don't really care about your problems. So uh, to to be on a show where I can talk about my problems, it just it's just very you know, it's this very difficult thing for me to uh, to pull off. Just even though I managed to tell you so many things about myself. Uh, just like, you know, I don't know how a lot of people do it. Just, just talk and just actually assume the other person is listening. Like you really have to have a lot of, uh, know, a lot of confidence about yourself or just, you, you really have, your, your ego really has to be uh, a, a very large for you to actually just like, just start spouting off stuff and you just believe you just know that people are interested in what the hell you have to say. There's a lot of times a lot of people talk and they just just spewing hot garbage. And they but they just keep on going because they just believe what they're saying is is just reaching out to a lot of people. Just re- I'm I'm speaking the gospel. I'm I'm speaking I'm speaking facts and just you know, so yeah, I, I know a lot of what I say is just straight up, straight up garbage. So it's just I'm like, like I mean, just it's just uh, I'm just trying to, you know, because I don't really have much to talk about. Just of course, just uh, I mean, we can talk about uh, Michael Cohen just saying what we already kind of know about the president. <laughs> I caught some of that today, that hearing, whatever the hell that was. And there's that guy just saying, hey, have you ever known President Trump to say a racist thing? I'm like, where the hell have you been for the past two years? Dude, just dude, dude, really do literally start his campaign just saying how Mexicans are drug dealers and bad obreys. You have the nerve to. To just say that out loud as if. Yeah, just. Uh, what else? Uh, 
real quickly, uh, if if you care about a dude wearing a dress at the Oscars and you think that's like it's going to destroy men or whatever the hell, man, just just drink a, a forty of old English and shut up. Just just like just you you know, hot tip Twitter was was on was on high alert when that Billy Porter dude uh showed up in a like some kind of half tuxedo, half ball gown thing at the Oscars. Just uh yeah, people were my only complaint about that was that it was um uh that it just seemed a little bit too extra cuz that 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 outfit seemed to like go on forever. But then I realized, of course, like I believe he plays a drag performer on this show, Pose, and has there, excuse me, has there ever been a moment, has there ever been time when drag performers were not extra? I mean, that's, I believe that's kind of what makes drag performers what they are, that, 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 that bit of extraness. I mean, I'm. I know I'm not the only person who's seen a drag performance where the where like the performer either at some point or at the end of a performance just 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 falls out. Just you know, do that thing where they just slam their backs on the on the on the on the stage, and you're just like, "Well, are they, are they okay? What the hell just happened? They just like passed, just fell out, and just and so just like just." There's no reason to do that, but it's just that bit of extraness that that just takes it home. So, but yeah, just uh, that that happened. Oh, by the way, just uh, I guess that means uh, Green Book won Best Picture, so I guess racism is over. Uh, racism is is all done with. Uh, well, I, I'm sure I'll be talking about that later with uh, my uh, my guests. Uh, Mm, uh, R. Kelly, uh, R. Kelly for 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 a brief moment uh, did did not have enough money to get out of jail because you know R. Kelly. I don't know if you know this is really really broke. And then some woman named Valencia bailed out the money, got the money to bail him out, and she wrote some kind of some thing online where she said like hey if he said he didn't do it I gotta believe him uh, no you don't you know when there's overwhelming damning evidence you can just you can just say no nah, I want to deal with that dude but I don't know what's, what's going on but just apparently she had money to to get R out there there's still people riding for R I don't know what's, you don't know what's going on just uh, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything worth noting. I mean, I can bring up uh, Jesse Smollett again, and just how that is just that continues to be saddening. Uh, but uh, well, once again, I'm just I'm just tired at this point. Oh man, we just like it. Like I said last week, we just we just been through like the worst Black History Month in recorded history, and uh, just 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 a sad way to kind of um, close things out. 
But uh, let's try to let's have a peppy um, ep- final episode or something. I'm not saying that uh, just I'm I'm leaving, I'm going away forever or whatever. It's just like I'm just it's it's hard to do uh, radio and just be uh, uh, miserable all the time. Just I this is a common problem I have especially since I've been living in Houston for the past two years where it's just like uh just have you know I've I've it's it, as I as I've said before is this is just something you know when you're you're not you don't feel at home in your own hometown it just seems this doesn't seem to make sense I, I wish I wish this you know like uh this this whole thing I'm doing right now the show was fulfilling enough but it's 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 just I don't know I'm just not in the and, and plus I don't know what the hell's going on here around the station it's just and just just there's, there's a lot of things happening and it's just like um just until they figure out what the hell they're doing I guess I'll uh, mosey on or whatever just because you know, we're in pledge drive time which uh, I'll talk about. That, that later but just not not to make a big deal out of it but just yeah yeah stuff stuff needs to be taken care of just, just a lot of things need to be taken care of with so many different things like it just we're just living in this constant state of just everybody and everything is wrong am i the only one feel that way just just wrongness everywhere you turn it just I feel wrong. I feel like I'm doing things. I'm doing wrong things all the time, and everybody else is doing wrong stuff, but nobody wants to admit it. I don't know when the whole thing where just people just hate being wrong, but we gotta put a put the end of that because somebody's got to be wrong. Just, just, just look within yourself and admit once in a while. Hey, I, I was I was wrong. <sighs> just no, I might want to do that. If there's some parting wisdom I can leave y'all for this final show, uh, don't beat off in one night. Uh, just don't be greedy. Just, just go you know, that one time and just you know just wait another twenty four hours because you know do it twice. It just gonna, karma's gonna bite you in the ass. Something crazy is gonna happen the following day. It usually often does. Just yeah, you know, just 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 use that time with yourself just one time and just go to sleep. But just you know, I know just like I just feel like do you know, you feel you wanna treat yourself, but uh just you know, just hey, I'll just yeah, do do another time, but no, don't do another time. Just just one time and just Move on. Uh, this is the most extra show on uh, KPFT. This is the Sour Hour. Uh, Jesus Christ.
promise that you've done it so grieved us yeah, So I hang my head to dwell on the night of But what you left instead is pieces of a broken Got you in your zone, in your zone, in your zone. 
her to call Unlock the door She lost a smile behind the curtains as she falls There's blood on the drawers She's numb from the falls And through the silence, through the night it came and stole Her grace When I wake up and look out the window I can see teardrops fall from your face Beautiful princess got lost in the moment And where did her wings go? She falls from the grave This is the uh, Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Cancelled, a.k.a. Ugh, here on uh, KPFT HD 2, not 3, it's 2. I am uh, Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Crizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Stuck in Limbo. And uh, if you want to holler at me, my uh, social media is at Uncle Crizzle. That's where you find me online at U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. 
You can hashtag the Sour Hour if you want to do that one last time. And if you want to listen to this episode and past episodes, they're on all the listening apps. Stitcher, Spotify, Mixcloud, Google, Apple, all that stuff. Um, let's go with the what I just played. Uh, the King for a Day uh, by Jamiroquai from the uh, synchronized album. They came out with like what was it, 20 years ago? So I don't know. So it was a long time ago. And uh, after that, that was uh, the sexy song. Big fan of that, that tune from uh, Eric Bellinger from his uh, recently uh, released uh, The Rebirth 2 album. And uh, that last track was uh, Her Grace uh, from uh, Maverick Sabra featuring Chronix. Uh, he got an, uh, a new album about to drop. Uh, what is it called? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, When I Wake Up. When I Wake Up? Okay, yeah, that's what it is. And uh, yeah, it's Pledge Drive time here at KPFT. And, um, you know, we, we uh, rely on listeners to listen to us and, 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 and pledge money so we can keep going. And there are a lot of nice shows uh, that are on HD2. I mean, there are a lot of shows, nice shows on um, the main station, like Flash Gordon Park Show, which is going on right now. But there's good HD2 shows, like uh, my favorite two shows are uh, Quantum Leap Radio and uh, with a Grandfather Clock and uh, The Remedy with Mr. Goodbar. Uh, those are on Saturday afternoons. The Remedy is on, uh, no, no, uh, Crom Leap Radio is on, uh, 4 o'clock, and The Remedy's on 6. Yeah, uh, Quantum Leap plays hip-hop, and The Remedy plays R&B. It's a, it's a good mix and stuff. And, um, uh, tomorrow night, I believe, if, if I'm in the mood for it, I'm gonna be over at, uh, uh, Pop and Schlock, uh, live. That's a radio show where they talk about uh, new movies and everything. I think I'm, I'm going to be on there talking about uh, the latest How to Train Your Dragon movie. So that's so look out for that tomorrow night at this t- at uh, this time uh, nine o'clock. H- KPFT HD two, not three two. And so basically, what I'm saying is, get to the station. Uh, if you get to the station uh, at this point in time, I have a humongous coffee table book that I got uh, from uh, Asuline, whoever that, uh, the comp- publishing company. Um, I've been uh, hitting, I've been promoting it on uh, social media that I got this huge uh, coffee table book uh, 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 that Alfonso Cuaron did for his Oscar winning movie, Roma. It's a big, I'm pretty sure he took a lot of photos and everything. And it's still in the wrapper and all that stuff. So, if you uh, call it, well, here's what you got to do. Uh, you can either call in at 713-526-5738 to donate or text GIVE to 713-526-5738 to get an online donation link. Or you can cash app your donation to dollar sign KPFT Houston, KPFT H-O-U-S-T-O-N with a $100 pledge. You can get this friggin' book. It's big, 
and people going to be impressed when they see it in your house. So once again, uh, call 713-526-5738 to donate. Text GIVE to 713-526-5738 to get an online donation link. Cash or cash app your donation to dollar sign KPFT Houston. You'll get it. Once again, 713-526-KPFT. That's 713-JAM KPFT. Now it's time uh, for the guest. So um, let me see if I can FaceTime, dude. Uh, he is a returning guest, a returning champion, and, uh, and, uh, just, it's always fun talking to him. It's always fun talking to him because, uh, because I know people are going to listen because people just love the hell out of this dude. So, uh, yeah, I'm FaceTiming him now. Let's see if I can. Hello, sir. Hello. How you doing, man? Oh, I seem to be uh, listening to you live here, but I guess we're uh, a few steps behind. Yeah, so, uh, as always, uh, last time we were here talking about Oscar stuff, but first, let me introduce you. Uh, This is uh, my dear, dear, dear friend, (laughs) one of the few people who just call me up randomly to see how I'm doing, which that's that's always strange. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Just like nobody calls me, unless it's bill collectors and everything. So, but uh, he is a film critic for WBUR. He be he be he be turning out good copy over there for his their um, artery blog, and uh, he has uh, done uh, done time at publications like Philadelphia Weekly and the Improper Bostonian. Sean Burns, welcome to the Sour Hour, sir. Oh, I'm so honored to be on the last show. I feel like I'm your Bette Midler here, right? I'm supposed to sing a song, you know? People do not get that reference because they're very, <laughs> very young. So Because we are old. Yeah, we're two old men. <laughs> just two sad, old, lonely men just trying to hold on to whatever. <laughs> I'm going to miss this. So I'm going to work out. I'm going to call you on Wednesday nights when I'm walking home from work since I'm not going to hear the show anymore. And you're just going to complain about shit for half hour, okay? Yeah, yeah. And try not to curse, sir. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus, I thought you'd be, Whatever. It's the last no, show. We're yeah, I know. Just <laughs> nobody's listening. But, uh, j- you know, just. Well, it's. Well, uh, I mean, the funny thing is just like, hey, I can I can go back to watching, uh, to going to, to the screenings, last minute screenings of movies that are coming out on Friday. Because that's the. Because that, I don't know, because like we're both film critics. And especially during this time of year, the first of the year, that's when the movies that are coming out on Friday, they usually show up on Wednesday because the studios don't really have faith in them anymore. So they just, if when they do screen them, if not, you know, if they if they do it all, they usually do it on Wednesdays. Yeah, well, that's how you know it's a really good movie. Yeah, you know, I remember we were at Philadelphia Weekly. The deadline was Tuesday for the Wednesday paper, so they would put the. The stinkers would screen on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I miss what men want while I was doing this show. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, no, but yeah, we should we, before we get into a lot of stuff, we should just acknowledge that uh, you've been a uh, a very vocal champion of the show. And I appreciate that. You like one of the few people. Well, there's so there's so people here and there that let me know listen but you are just you you let me know that you always listen 
to whatever the hell I'm doing on Wednesday nights. Dude, I fell on the ground walking home from work listening to one episode. It was when you were talking about the, the hemorrhoid pads. Oh, yeah, the the hemorrhoid pads. When I just, yeah, when I just said, well, I just said, screw it. I'm just like, like I'm a grown man. I need and I need preparation H uh, hemorrhoid wipes. And I got, I, I put like, and I have one in my travel bag and one in the car. No, the fact that you didn't cover them up in the car anymore. Yeah, yeah, just sure. like, hey. Hide them under stuff. And... No, just like, hey, I'm. Nope, whatever. Yeah, I'm just. Summer's coming, people. Yeah, just like you're going to deal with it yourself at some point. So. <laughs> no, that was terrific. I might have, yeah, I took a little, I slipped. You slipped. I was laughing too hard. I was walking down a hill. It was tough. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, hell, I got you on the show. Uh, last time you were on the show, we talked, we, we, we talked about the Oscars before they happened. And, but now, and now the Oscars have happened. And you want, you want, you want, cause you recently, cause actually you called me up, I believe on Sunday night. Because you were writing about the Oscars for for WBUR, and you turned out. Well, so, we should take everybody back to like what was it? It was the end of October, the beginning of November, when you saw Green Book, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't say anything to me. You said, "You just give me a call after you see it, okay?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did that. Yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah. You said, "I'm not going to tell you anything about the movie. Just just call me after you watch it." Yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies where just like I just I don't want to spoil it for you. Just say anything. Just. Because I know, I walked out of there, and got the phone out <laughs> instantly. It was a 10 a.m. screening. Yeah, <laughs> they called you, and I think I said, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, just it's it's yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's one of those things where it's just like I was watching it when I I'm never forget when I watched it, and I'm just like, as I'm watching, it, like there's there's no way that could possibly <laughs> like. The way it could possibly win Best Picture, but then, like, as the days kept going, <laughs> and just like it does, it does have the no, same. You didn't see it with my audience. It's 10 a.m. screening, and I wrote about it in my review. Like, it was just all, uh, it was this really early screening in Boston. It was all the, the you know, cultural influencers. It was all white people over 60. Mm. And I mean, they were roaring. It was like <laughs> just rapturous applause at the end, and I, I felt so like lonely and nauseous. <laughs> Hell, I saw it with old black women, so and just <laughs> uh, you know that, that's that's like one of the dirty little secrets. Just like you know, just like 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 there yeah, are black w- black to see a movie with. Yeah, yeah, there are black people that still like that that kind of like that stuff, and just like you. And you just like, are you serious? Yes, I know. I know it's not a Medea movie, but damn, just like. <laughs> I know. Are you missing the screening for that tonight, or? <laughs> oh no, there's no screening for it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just I may have to see that on Friday, just for 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 giggles. Uh, you're wrapping up the show the same time he's putting Medea to bed. All these good things must come to an end. Yeah, just <laughs> time to. You know, pack your bags and leave quietly. But um, <laughs> but I was was uh, yeah. So we've had this long thing with Green Book. It's been going on for months, and it's become more and more. Of, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, because as as we've we've talked and we've talked about uh, the people who really don't like it, and there are the people who really adore it. 
<laughs> and these people are often meeting on on the battlefield, ready to come to blows. Over one, one group seems a lot more militant than the other, and it's not the ones who dislike. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Just like it's like the, it's like the same people who told me they didn't want to see uh, Twelve Years of Slaves because they didn't want to be reminded that white people treated black people like slaves. And just. <laughs> No, but they like these movies. That's why you know it was going to win because it's all right. It's like even if you say some bad words once in a while, you're still a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, we can we can we can literally break fried chicken together. <laughs> Just and the white guy can show you how to eat fried chicken. Just in case you don't know how to eat fried chicken. <laughs> Well, well, it, it's weird too because it's a gener a lot of it's a generational thing too, and I think it's like that's why you see so many of these movies set in that era. They're like you watch The Help, and it's just about how brave and great Emma Stone is. Yeah, and you know, there's all these like they like they need to be reassured. Like, well, they were we weren't all bad. See, <laughs> it, it's it's like it, it it just think made me think of Dangerous Minds when Michelle Pfeiffer went over to all those black kids with with a karate move. <laughs> it's like, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer knows karate. Let's. <laughs> or she got them all into Bob Dylan. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> the worst one, of course, was Freedom Riders, where just like Hillary Swank shows up. I never saw that. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to be decent uh, people through writing stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just tragic. Well, Dangerous Minds was funny because the real woman it was based on was teaching them about poetry through through rap lyrics, but they couldn't do that in a movie, you know, because that would be, you know, that would, wouldn't appeal to the white audience in the nineties. So yeah, so they so they changed it and made it her teaching that Mr. Tambourine Man's about a drug dealer, uh, and geez. all the kids were like, oh, he's selling drugs. Yeah, just just you can just tell them you can just tell kids, hey, a lot of move, a lot of music from the sixties was about drugs. So, <laughs> right. just, just but whole... you know, but they couldn't keep the rappers, and you know, the the biggest thing from the movie was the Coolio song. Yeah, <laughs> what a strange. I remember that teacher got so mad at how she was presented. I'm like, if you're getting mad when Michelle Pfeiffer's playing you in a movie, they really screwed something. Yeah, up. it's just like that's. I mean, that's the same thing with Green Buck. Just. It's literally it's a film where it's about a relationship between an Italian person and a black person and the black person's family. Like, what the hell is this? No, no, no. You have to buy the official story that the guy told him the story but said, you can't talk to any of my family about this and you can't make the movie until I'm dead. Lovely. So. And then and then they all they win all the stuff on. Uh, win all the awards on Oscar night, and Mahershala Ali is who, who basically dressed up like uh, Denzel Washington in the last fifteen minutes of Malcolm X for some reason. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's where the hat was from. Yeah, just he—he's the only one who gave it up to Don Shirley and his family and all that stuff. So <laughs> I know I love that. Well, this story—it all started with Vigo. Vigo, really? Yeah, real, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Like every, everything about that was everything from the movie itself to how they how they accepted the awards was just wrong. 
or they couldn't give Octavia Spencer the quote unquote executive producer. They couldn't get her an Oscar ticket. She had to enter the lottery to buy one. Ah, oh, Jesus! It's all oh, this is just sad. This sounds so sad, and just if that's right, if it wasn't for Spike Lee uh, dressing up like uh, if the uh, if the Joker ran hose in Gotham City. <laughs> I would not have had a good time watching. I I I so want to hang out with Spike Lee now since he's basically everybody's old drunk uncle. Yeah, we were talking about it that night, like how, how different it is now. All those angry interviews where he used to go on Charlie Rose and just be all surly. And, yeah, and then and now, yeah, he's just hilarious. <laughs> just walking around drinking. Let me take another sip. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Oh, man. You, you saw, yeah, you saw the one with the British reporters where he said wasn't, it wasn't the British accent. Too. Wasn't my cup of tea, and just and then he jumped up and started, and then the British people were just like, oh, and like everybody was laughing. Just it's like, and, 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 and just this whole thing is just so because last year it was just like such a banner year uh, for African American filmmakers and just filmmakers right. of color and just. And female filmmakers, and just it's supposed to be this 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 great year for diversity. And what wins? Freaking driving Miss Daisy two point zero. And its closest competitor was the movie made by the sex offender that no one's mentioning his name. Yeah, it's just they really went out their way. To, like Brian Singer had nothing to do. Nope. With the making of Bohemian Rhapsodies. <laughs> <laughs> was Manola Dargis treated? Uh, I would not like to thank the director. <laughs> they like it's like they all just like had a big meeting. Like, listen, do not mention that dude's name. <laughs> this never ever happened. Yeah, just is like the movie was the movie was literally directed by a ghost. <laughs> it's just it was the ghost of Freddy. He was with us. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Fred Mercury was all. <laughs> But it, it was mostly hostless, and I don't know how you feel about it, because it seemed like they really wanted to get to make sure all that was under under schedule and just trying to oh, get... it was like being like shoved along watching it. It was, like, it was so... It was efficient, I guess. There was no personality or anything to it. It was just, you know, brusque. Yeah. They were just, you know, let's go, snap it on. And like I'm getting, I'm getting tired of the walk, uh, the the playing playing them out and everything, and just like, <laughs> like they're all Wait, they're already there. Ninety seconds. Yeah. You have ninety seconds between the time your name is called to when the band starts playing, no matter where you're sitting. So these people, some of these people, got to walk a long way. Yeah. Now, if we as a culture can't sit and watch people for ninety seconds, <laughs> come on. <laughs> What are you watching it for then? If you don't want to see the speeches, hmm. yeah. Well, just you basically just want to watch uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga have eye sex, and uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually well, that was such a you know I, I wrote about it that night. That was such a contrast because everything on that show was so hurried and busy, and you know the camera kept cutting. The camera was whipping around all over the place. Yeah, you know they were in constant motion. And then that it was like this, you know, it was it was a single long take. The camera stayed on the stage. There were no cutaways to the crowd. It was actually, oh, we can sit and enjoy. They played the whole song, mm. which you know, last I'd heard, it was only supposed to be ninety seconds of every song. Yeah, and I knew that wouldn't work for that one because you would just get to the Bradley Cooper part and then it would be over. <laughs> and, and plus, everybody. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the reason 
by how they finally got them to do it because like for so long is like they weren't going to do it and then like at the last minute i'm pretty sure that like the academy was just begging them please sing the song <laughs> so people could watch the damn thing now and it turned out to be the 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 best part of the the, the evening so I know. I was hoping he'd pee his pants, but you know, yeah. turns out he didn't have to. <laughs> man. That's a heck of a. That's a hell of a song, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is an Oscar song. So <laughs> there's like four of them from that movie. Uh, yeah, I was surprised it only got one nomination. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be like Frozen. We're just like yeah. <laughs> we get all these damn songs all the time. But uh, Jesus. Well, I mean, we talked uh, talked about that just. Uh, so, oh, here's something we could talk about, uh, how, um, I'm, you know, I, comic book fans continue to get on everybody's nerves because <laughs> Captain Marvel ain't even out yet. And I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's apparently it's like Captain Marvel versus Shazam, which I know it, they, they, they were at odds. And now Captain has gotten to the point now where Rotten Tomatoes said, hey, we're not doing any more uh, advanced uh, reviews or whatever. We're not accepting advanced reviews from movies. Cause, well, let's talk about like what a leaky hole in the boat that was to begin with. And well, yeah. Because you'd always see like, you know, Black Panther has a terrible IMDb rating. It doesn't come out for a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is crazy little white boys in their basements who are really angry that there's like black people and girls in their movies. <laughs> so, you know, they announced the unprecedented step like, we won't let audiences vote on a movie until it comes out. Mm. That should be a policy to begin with. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> when, when, yes, and then sad when Zachary Levi got to show up and just, you know, him all bearded and John Krasinski like, on on Twitter talking about like, hey, can, can y'all stop that? <laughs> like that is not doing any good for anybody. And then they all get mad at him for some reason. It's like, yeah. No, and the whole thing that like, he plays into. I was listening to Nick Pinkerton on the, uh, uh, forget well, he was on the this podcast today. I forget the name of it because I'm bad at these things. But he said basically like, so you know, they're mobilizing us. We have to. We have to come out and support this two hundred and seventy-five billion dollar underdog movie now because it's being bullied. <laughs> it's 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 also tragic, don't you think? Just it's <laughs> like when people get that mad. Like the Ghostbusters thing was so confusing to me, and we've talked about it. Like I was in a theater where there were people they paid money to see Ghostbusters to sit there and just boo. And just be awful during the movie and just stand up and yell when it was over. And they were in the parking lot yelling, like, Ghostbusters sucks. And these were grown men. Yeah, it, it, it was like, it's, it's kind of like the same thing with, you know, sports fans. And uh, by the way, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about Robert Kraft. But uh, <laughs> just, I don't know what, how, how they're taking it down there. But uh, you know, you know, up in it's Boston and everything. plenty of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 just like they 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 pick a side, you know. Fans, comic book fans, fans pick a side, and they they stay at that side for some reason. And then anything else that goes against, like it's like the whole thing with uh, with Marvel versus DC, and 
that whole all that stuff uh, taking it back we're taking it way back to when uh i don't know people were saying uh that uh that uh, dc fans were saying that marvel uh was paying critics and everything to right. <laughs> like that nonsense I know we got paid to give bad reviews to Justice League, and I'll tell you what—I wrote a bad review of Justice League for my blog, which means I did that for free. Yeah, like the pleasure was all mine. Yeah, <laughs> the, I think me and Sites are the only people. Matt Zoller Sites—the only people who thought, yeah, that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> like literally, just—it's just—they're just, just, just freaking movies, man. <laughs> this day is pissing me off. <laughs> Like, yo, yo. Well, that's why it's so sad that, like, I mean, it's, like, did you ever think we'd be, like, in our mid-40s and, like, people would be having these incredibly passionate arguments about, like, superheroes? Man. <laughs> it, well, I, I mean, I, I know you and I would probably wouldn't, but just, <laughs> like, grown-ass men <laughs> is just, and just these little going on, going on social media or YouTube or whatever. Say, I'm not going to see this movie because it just, you know, <laughs> making grand bold declarations like, "Hey, eh, good for you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to go see Captain Marvel while well, like everyone else is going to. So, it's... That, and that's the sad thing. I think I don't know if you brought it up. Where is it? Like seeing these movies now are, are like pol- uh, political statements. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like we gotta, yeah, no, you have to like march out. You have to, you know, because it's like that. You have to contribute to the opening weekend to show that women can be in movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we still gotta deal with that now. Just I thought Wonder Woman kind of squashed that. Like, oh, yeah. women can like, make good. More like, how about we could go see like the Lucretia Martel movie, and that will support filmmakers yeah there's just there's like a handful uh, like all the movies that made by film female filmmakers that come out you go see that yeah, well, you go see like a lynn ramsey movie yeah <laughs> something with a 200 million dollar advertising budget i don't know uh. <laughs> no it's sad but this... Like, there used to just be a culture for adults, you know? We used to sneak into R-rated movies when we were kids and say, oh, I can't wait to see, you know, just be able to go see these when I'm older. Now they don't even make R-rated movies. Mm. Yeah. Just, what, what's, 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 what's the R-rated movie from your childhood that you were like, oh, yeah? Well, you what know, you- I tell you, the hardest one to get into was Harlem Nights. They hired a SWAT team or something because that was like the perfect storm of kids trying to sneak into that thing. That took us all day. I still don't think I've seen the first ten minutes of Harlem Nights because they had ushers like inside the theater. <laughs> they were checking tickets everywhere. Did I ever tell you my Harlem Nights story? I don't think so. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Harlem Nights come out. I, I guess on opening weekend or whatever. And um, I went. <laughs> To, to go see it here in Houston and I was, what was I, 13 or something? And uh, so like my my like my like mother went to another movie to see something, I don't know, and I went to see Harlem Nights and uh, the I think the, the usher kind of stopped me and like, hey, where are you going? I'm, I'm going to see Harlem Nights and um, he's like, how old are you? I said, I'm 13. Like, I ain't, I ain't care. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not big. I'm not keen on I don't care. I'm 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 keen on lying to people about stuff. I just I'm just freak. I'm too honest. So, 
like say hey and he was like man you can't come in you're 13 and just like there was a couple there was a black couple who was also going to see the movie and they, they were like and what's what's going on and uh the doctor said well he's 13 he wants to see hollow nights and he can't go and like well he can come in with us and so <laughs> so basically these 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 this black couple that i did not know like <laughs> vouched for me to go see Harlem Nights. And so yeah, that's that's how that happened. So that's how I got to see Harlem Nights at that time. Oh god, it was like Mission Impossible, my friends and I trying to get into that. And and the worst thing is then when we got in and it was Harlem Nights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Red Fox was funny. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh this we gotta go. <laughs> so <laughs> we talking all to the dude I day and everything. Did I say dude I day on the air for Christ's sake? I really need to get off radio. It's time to wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. Tell tell everybody where they can catch you and, and online and everything. I'm at WBR in Boston, and uh, keep an archive of all my things at SplicePersonality.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Sean M. Burns. Well, just uh, thanks for uh, thanks for being a fan. I appreciate it. And, hey, every Wednesday now, I'm calling you on the way home from work, so I want you to keep up the list of things to complain about. It'll be very, very personal. I'm just like, <laughs> just like all the things that bought me, all the people that I want to beat mercilessly. And that's pretty much it. Well, it's been a fun ride, sir. And and thank you for having me along. I appreciate it, man. Have, have a good one. All right, I'll talk to you in a few days, buddy. All right, man. Bye. Bye. All right. That was. Uh, John Burns, this is this is that was this is it. This is the final episode of whatever the hell I've been doing. Um, Fly Squad Radio is coming up. If they just show up, they're they're in the lobby. So um, yeah, until then, uh, this is uh, Craig D. Lindsay saying, Sarah Huckabee, we had a good ride, but uh, all rides have to come to an end. But really, do something with your hair. All right, then. Bye.